My brothers and sisters, the Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus told his disciples this parable. The kingdom of heaven will be like ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and five were wise. The foolish ones, when taking their lamps, brought no oil with them. But the wise brought flasks of oil with their lamps. Since the bridegroom was long delayed, they all became drowsy and fell asleep. At midnight there was a cry, Behold, the bridegroom, come out to meet him. Then all those virgins got up and trimmed their lamps. The foolish ones said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the wise ones replied, No, for there may not be enough for us and you. Go instead to the merchants and buy some for yourselves. While they went off to buy it, the bridegroom came, and those who were ready went into the wedding feast with him. Then the door was locked. Afterwards, the other virgins came and said, Lord, Lord, open the door for us. But he said in reply, Amen, I say to you, I do not know you. Therefore, stay awake, for you know neither the day nor the hour. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So let me tell you about a friend of mine from college. I'll call her Allie because, well, that was her name. <laughs> Truly one of the funniest, most random, unpredictable, in a ha-ha, not eek kind of way, individuals that I've ever met. More simply, she was a theater major. <laughs> For those of you who are theater majors or know theater majors, you know that that's not a slam. That's just meant to be descriptive because... Some theater majors seem dramatic both on and off the stage. And that was Allie. I mean, she seriously could never take any drugs or drink any alcohol because she had had some, some physical illness earlier in her life and she took her health very seriously. So she was totally drug-free and as sober as can be, but you were convinced meeting her that she was on something. <laughs> she would always say that she was just high on life. She would call me at like 3 o'clock in the morning singing Neil Diamond songs for no reason. <laughs> and when I went to college over 30 years ago, we were so cutting edge that our dorm rooms each had a phone extension with this new thing at the time called voicemail. So if I decided I didn't want to deal with her and her 3 a.m. serenades, I would just let it go straight to voicemail and set the, the phone up like that. She'd leave 37 messages the next morning, all of her singing over and over again. So... <laughs> So that's Allie, okay? Anyway, the first time I actually even spoke to her was this very memorable day in my freshman year. I was introverted and somewhat shy in the first couple of weeks of college. Shocking, I know. And I didn't really know Allie. I mean, I heard of her, and I definitely heard her in her more colorful moments in class or in the cafeteria. I tended to stay away from the louder types, and we were both in Father O'Connor's introduction to philosophy class. 
and it was the morning of our midterms, our first midterms as freshmen. Now, Father O'Connor was this brilliant, philosophical genius who was like a tormentor because he was so smart. And he gave us a week and a half before the exam with a list of 10 possible essay questions that would be on the midterm. And from that, he was going to pick eight, and then you had to do like seven. So you, right off the, the get-go, you could skip two together. So it was something like, of the seven questions, one would be like, explain the meaning of Plato's allegory of the cave compared to Socrates' final address, note three similarities, three contrasts, and explain how that's relatable to your college experience. So you basically had to prepare seven mini term papers, outline them, memorize them, and of course they had to be correct too, and then write them out the day of the exam in these blue books. So like I said, it's my freshman year, it's my first time even going through this experience, and I had this review sheet for this solid week and a half, and I'm trying to, to memorize and remember it and research, and it was, it was torturous. It was caused me for the first time ever to pull an all-nighter. So now it's the morning of the test. I'm pacing in the hallway. I'm going through my notes again, convincing myself that I read through it one more time. It's going to make any difference in the world. I'm just waiting for this torture session to begin, hoping that Father O'Connor is going to eliminate two specific questions I had in mind as we're walking into the classroom. That's when I had my first conversation with Allie. She comes in looking like she's shot out of a cannon. Her hair is like all a mess. She doesn't even know my name. She comes up to me. She says, yeah, you look smart. You got to help me. <laughs> we have a test today, right? What will it be on? I mean, what do I need to know? It was the first time in a week and a half I felt reasonably sure I was going to do the worst on the exam. I just looked at her. And I'm like, you're joking, right? And she's just blast off. She's like, you don't understand. I was at the theater all week. We had tech. We had rehearsals. Please, you got to help me. And that's when Father O'Connor walked in. And she turned her head and she's like, he's a priest. He has to be nice. And that's when I just started laughing. I'm like, yeah, I know his boss is pretty nice. And you know what? At this point, you're better off talking to him because Jesus is the only one that's going to be able to help you right now. I remember the scowl and the look of anger on her face. She's like, I can't believe you just said that. But seriously, though, as comical as the story was, how unrealistic was that? I mean, even if I had considered cheating to help at this point, this crazy stranger, you can't cheat on an essay exam. And you sure as heck can't learn all you needed to know. Half of a semester's of coursework, a week and a half of research, studying and memorizing things in just a few minutes. Even if I really wanted to help her at that point, it was too late. There's no charity, no desire on my part that would have been able to do any help to help Allie miraculously learn what she needed to pass that exam, which she did not. And that's the same point that Jesus is making in tonight's parable. When we hear these parables, Jesus is always trying to tell a story and convey some deep truth, some vital information in a dramatic and memorable way. So this story about the five virgins, why don't they want to share the oil with the five foolish ones? What's up with that? It seems like they're just being petty, and we're expecting Jesus to come down hard on the wise ones for being arrogant or selfish. So we need a little more historical context to understand what's happening here. To Jesus' initial listeners hearing this parable, 
They knew weddings to be the event of the year. The whole town would have been buzzing about it. There would have been great anticipation, a lot of preparation that went into it. So for the first century Jewish wedding, it would begin after sunset. And after spending time with the bride, the bridesmaids would go out and they wait to meet the bridegroom. And one of their responsibilities was to accompany the groom to the bride. And since it was dark, that's why they're carrying the oil lamps. That these unfortunate ones in the parables didn't have enough oil. Well, as they say, they had one job. The other bridesmaids couldn't share the oil with them because then they wouldn't be able to fulfill their responsibility. The deeper meaning, though, is meant for us to recognize Jesus as the groom and the church as the bride. And so Jesus is asking his followers, are we going to be prepared to welcome him, to escort him to his bride, to be ready to be a part and join in the great celebration when the big day finally arrives? And that's an individual and personal question that everyone has to answer for themselves. And the oil in our lamps isn't something that can be shared. The oil is our personal virtue. One religious writer put it like this. He said, the wise virgins represent all those who possess all the virtues that characterize a complete Christian life. So the dramatic differences between the wise and the foolish bridesmaids become a lot more obvious when we see the parable from that understanding. The wise ones are the ones who choose to live chastely rather than the foolish ones who always give in to lust. The wise have self-control and restraint rather than getting drunk or high. The wise choose to be charitable rather than giving into greed. The wise are hardworking rather than lazy, patient rather than giving into rage, kind and grateful for their blessings rather than envious and jealous. The wise are humble rather than the foolish whose pride and egos are always way out of control. When we look at all those virtues over vices, we realize it's just like my friend Allie on the day of her exam. It's not something you can just learn half a semester material in an instant, and we can't move from being foolish to virtuous in an instant either. Those are choices, those are decisions and the steps that we make daily that move us in one direction or the other. We grow closer or further from the Lord in each of our decisions. So Jesus is sharing this parable to illustrate the importance of engaging that battle to make those virtuous choices, to be working always to keep filling our lanterns with the oil that will keep us burning brightly for the bridegroom who is Jesus, who wants to unite with us in that grand wedding celebration of all eternity. The great thing is, for those of us who find our oil running a little low, we can begin right here, right now, just to change that. We're always one good confession away, one change of heart, one step in the opposite direction can start to fill our lanterns to start burning brightly with the light of Christ in our own lives. And so we're left just with that question of whether our lanterns are ready or if we need to fill up.